G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Uh, Dan, you're the Victorian State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Lots of things on your plate. Uh, Let's go with some of the national things first because there's some important things that are happening in your state. Uh, The marriage plebiscite, uh, is it done and dusted? Is it gone? I mean, the Labor Party... Have have they really put an end to the marriage plebiscite? Your thoughts on what's happened? And I know that uh, there'll be continuing debate and discussion coming, but what are your thoughts? Look, we know that the plebiscite for the 11th of February is done and dusted, uh, but there may well be a plebiscite, and certainly uh, ACL will be continuing to lobby for a plebiscite. Uh, exactly what the terms of that are remain to be seen. But we do think this is the best way for people to um, express their view and for everyone to participate in a matter that has unable to be resolved by the parliament. And I think that uh, there is a risk, Neil, that um, one of the, um, perhaps the ALP or a crossbencher may try and put a bill through. uh, If that, even if that were to get through, that would be very contentious and um, way more contentious than a plebiscite could ever be. But if you're making any sort of predictions, you'd be saying that the only way that there would be a vote on same-sex marriage in this term is if there is a plebiscite. I think that's right. I think that's absolutely right. I think the uh, leadership uh, set up uh, with our Prime Minister is uh, very much uh, based on that uh, in terms of his coalition agreement, his, his agreement with the people of Australia when he was elected. Uh, so uh, it's plebiscite or nothing. Uh, there's always um, the possibility of uh, a bill coming from elsewhere, um, but um, certainly from uh, the Prime Minister's position, uh, it's plebiscite or nothing. And, of course, uh, Bill Shorten uh, playing politics, well, both sides, you could say, playing politics, but uh, with the same-sex lobby, uh, would they be anticipating the idea of, you know, change coming with potentially a fall of government, uh, vulnerabilities within the government? Uh, Your thoughts, Dan? Look, potentially the uh, same-sex marriage issue is a proxy for a number of other tensions uh, within the parties and and between the parties, Uh, and... um, uh, you know, the whole idea that uh, LGBTI people would be hurt by this discussion is really a furphy. Um, we should bring it on uh, and uh, uh, let's have this debate. Uh, let the people be heard on this. Um, and there's no doubt to date that respectful relationships, uh, respectful discussions have been able to be had uh, between the parties, and that will continue. And certainly from uh, the Christian perspective, um, I think um, you've seen nothing but kindness in terms of uh, the comments that have been provided. Dan, let's move on because there are so many serious issues that are being tackled in parliaments around the nation. Let's just move on to South Australia for a moment because another major ethical issue that is in for debate there, and that, of course, is a euthanasia bill that has a risk of actually uh, passing a second reading in South Australia. Your thoughts on an update uh, on that euthanasia bill? 
Neil, the voluntary euthanasia bill uh, will be debated and put to a vote on Thursday. Uh, that's a second reading debate. If it passes that debate, it will go off to committee stage and each clause will be considered clause by clause. Um, but the, the risk of it passing the second reading is that that will be seen to be um, an in-principle approval by the parliament uh, with the details to be hammered out. Um, so we are certainly urging ministers, uh, we are certainly urging Christians in South Australia to write to their MPs uh, and to tell them to vote no for this bill. Uh, no bill has ever passed a second reading speech in any state of Australia in relation to euthanasia. Um, this bill is particularly uh, nasty, Neil. Uh, you don't need to be terminally ill uh, to access uh, this, this uh, particular brand of euthanasia. Uh, and it's based on a subjective view of how one is suffering. And, of course, we're concerned about the pressures that uh, older and vulnerable Australians feel to end their lives to be less of a burden. Um, but it makes life uh, a commodity to be snuffed out. And uh, it's really important that we stand up for the dignity of people at the end of their lives. And Dan, always worthy of reflecting whenever I'm talking about things like voluntary euthanasia, this idea of the sanctity of human life that comes from the Christian, the Judeo-Christian principle of uh, we are men and women created in the image and likeness of God, and that's the thing that gives us value. When you start to see these sorts of things being debated in parliaments around the nation, uh, it's as though you're observing a slippery slope uh, that starts with a whole lot of other ways that people do away with this idea of a sanctity of human life and therefore uh, feel as though they have the right to be able to uh, legislate uh, that some people's lives are less valuable than others. Well, that's exactly right, Neil. And, you know, we are, of course, told that there is no slippery slope and that this will just, uh, uh, you know, operate for people uh, in very exceptional circumstances. Uh, but we know that any uh, safeguards are, are tactical measures to get this over the line. Uh, and then you have a culture of death. Uh, you have a situation whereby um, a live option for a doctor counselling an older patient is euthanasia. Um, and uh, the slippery slope certainly applies here. And the risk to sanctity of life uh, is huge. And if we let these uh, progressive type of laws in Australia... Uh, as exists in Europe, uh, we are in big trouble and we must, uh, if we have friends in South Australia, contact them, tell them to be in touch with their Member of Parliament this week. Uh, let's move on to your home state in Victoria. Uh, serious bills again that are being discussed in the Victorian Parliament. One of those, uh, the birth certificate bill in Victoria, where uh, where the uh, the likelihood of gender being removed from birth certificates, that's creating all sorts of issues there. Correct, Neil. Uh, there's a situation here where a bill has passed the lower house and is now sitting uh, on the table of the upper house. Uh, we think it'll be debated next week. The proposition here is that if somebody uh, merely identifies in their mind as another gender, they can go to birth, deaths and marriages office and get a fresh birth certificate. Uh, for example, a, a man who... Uh, has not had any medical procedure, uh, can simply say that he identifies in his mind as a woman. He may never have put on a dress or presented as a woman, but may say that's how he identifies. He can go to births, deaths and marriages if this bill passes and get a document to say that he was always a female. And that has huge risks for 
women's safety in, in women's refuges, women's prisons, men being able to access women's bathrooms, join women's sporting clubs. Uh, it's an absolute absurdity. And uh, I hope this is uh, defeated quite soundly in the upper house. Um, and we're working hard on that project down here, Neil. And, of course, these gender issues all very much intertwined, interconnected with the same-sex marriage debate. Another of those issues that's connected there, of course, is the Equal Opportunity Bill, uh, also in Victoria. It's passed the lower house, and uh, more debate expected about that coming this week. That's right, Neil. I mean, it's a simple proposition that uh, roles within churches and Christian schools that don't involve the teaching of the Bible uh, could be subject to dispute if somebody who was a non-Christian applied and did not get their role. Uh, And so instead of a church or a school being able to recruit all staff to be ambassadors for the faith, to reflect the ethos, the government is saying, uh, well, we may, through a tribunal, tell you who you are employing, and they may completely disagree with your objectives, uh, but we don't care. Uh, all in the name of, um, you know, fairness. Uh, so that's an absurdity, and that's going to be a close-fought battle down here, Neil. Uh, and again, we're working closely with the members of parliament in the upper house. Let's turn our sights overseas for a few moments, and because we're only a few weeks out from the US presidential election, an interesting comment made by Donald Trump over the weekend where he's calling the elections there rigged. Now, whether you love or hate Trump, and I haven't found any Christian commentators actually who like either uh, Trump or Clinton, but whether you love him or hate him, he's actually raised a very important point and something that uh, has its own uh, issues with our Australian media too, the idea of rigged elections by media. Now, no one uh, can can easily say that uh, the media rigs anything because the media is so diverse, but there is a certain ideology that is held to and uh, leaning left. Uh, your thoughts on, on those sorts of ideas uh, of media rigging elections in the US? Look, I think rigged is a very strong word, but I do think there are media outlets in the USA that would not allow any journalist to uh, express in writing or on television a pro-Donald Trump view. That that would not be acceptable. And I think in many of these um, media outlets, media platforms, that is the case. So um, I think a pro-Republican message uh, is being seriously muffled uh, and, um, uh, you know, I suppose something that for people to consider is the underlying platforms uh, of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, uh, particularly in relation to uh, the life issues, uh, could not be more uh, different. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's important to consider the people uh, involved, the candidates, but it's also important to consider the platforms that they're standing on. And just pointing one thing out, Neil, uh, the Republican platform is very pro-life, but the Democrat platform, uh, which Hillary Clinton stands on, is very much supported by Planned Parenthood and very much pro-abortion. So people need to look a little deeper than the people involved. Uh, Having said that, I accept, of course, the character is... uh, Uh, vital in who is elected as the commander-in-chief. So very complex for uh, Christians to work through this maze and to cast their vote. 
And doesn't it affirm, Dan, that all media, all news media, isn't neutral in its reporting of what happens in events? Uh, Everyone does tend to take sides, and it's all about who holds what worldview. Uh, and uh, affirming all the more importantly what it is to have a Christian worldview represented and and being an influence in the debates as well. Yes, I think that is true. Um, I think that people have been successful in articulating, uh, for example, uh, Eric Metaxas has written in the Wall Street Journal last week, uh, should Christians vote for Donald Trump? Um, and uh, ultimately, I mean, that's a, that's a great article to read, uh, and people can come to their own conclusions about that. But that is a pro-vote uh, Donald Trump article. It did get airtime in the Wall Street Journal. So it is too strong for Donald Trump to say the media is rigged, but there is a lot of cultural pressure, I'm sure, on journalists uh, to tow a progressive uh, or left-wing line. Well, Dan, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for taking some time today to share these things with our listeners. Dan Flynn from the Australian Christian Lobby. Thanks so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.